Welcome back to our podcast, Chronically Iconic Mistakes. I'm your host, Jocelyn. And your co-host, Raya. Munchausen by proxy cases have become our most listened to episodes. I'm trying to expose as many instances as possible because I think it's a critical disorder to be aware of. The more we talk about it, the more people learn how to recognize the red flags that someone might be plagued with the disorder, and the more likely research will be done so maybe we can actually treat these individuals so they don't go on to assault more victims. Today, we will be discussing a Munchausen by proxy serial killer named Beverly Allett. Let's do it. Fuck yeah. Beverly's Munchausen tendencies started out very young. Sources say she was showing signs of the disorder as a child when she would frequently miss school. When she returned, she would tell others that she had various illnesses in an attempt to receive attention from other students and the adults in her life. She was known to reopen old wounds, and it's noted that she had a doctor had like doctor hopped quite a bit even at a young age. This makes me question how much like the parents had played a part in this because I mean this is all before she's even 18 years old. I mean, surely they were supporting her doctor hopping, unless they believed like she was ill and that the doctors were just not being helpful. I mean, I've literally doctor hopped so many times, but it's just because doctors weren't taking anything seriously. Obviously, once I like find a doctor who treats me well, I like stick with them. So I feel like the parents could have done better. (laughs) I'm just going to put it out there. Right, like, how did you not catch on to at least the behavior of, like, telling people wild shit? Yeah, like, the behavioral stuff of, like, missing school and, like, shit like that. Like, obviously there's something wrong. Despite her horrible attendance in grade school, Beverly did go on to attend higher education. She enrolled at Grantham College, where she majored in nursing. She continued to have attendance issues, and because of this, she actually failed out of college and was not awarded nursing credentials. Now, I don't know what the fuck was going on in 1991, but despite the fact she did not have a nursing degree, Beverly was able to acquire a job as a state-enrolled nurse in a children's ward, which is kind of a Munchausen by proxy's absolute fucking dream job, and they really led a horse to water there. That's horrible. Like, I would get if she was like, what, like, what's below a nurse? Nurse assistant. Can't they, like, get jobs there and shit, but like an actual nurse? That's fucked up. They can. Um, I don't know if... I don't... I really don't know what was going on in 91. But, like, this is also in Britain. And, like, now they definitely have, like, better healthcare than we do, for sure. But I don't know what was going on then. Or, like, if they just, like, trained people on the job or what. Might be. But, like, I don't know. I feel like they would have done background checks and, like, college checks and seen that she failed. They just, yeah, it seems like they trained her on the job. And, I mean. They just didn't care. Maybe they were desperate. I was going to say probably, and also, like, they do it in vet care, dude. I mean, you can do more than a nurse in vet care, and they'll train you without a a certificate. Oh, thanks. I'm going to go be a vet now. You absolutely can be a vet tech (laughs) without a degree. (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah. Let's go. I guess it's not out of the realm of possibilities. I mean, medical is really very hands-on, just like anything else. So you really could learn on the job. It's just this particular candidate was not a good choice. Yeah, we really failed here, but I mean, they really didn't know until after. Beverly only made it 15 days in her new career before she was like, "Mm, this just isn't enough for me. I crave violence. At this time, a seven-month-old child named Liam Taylor was admitted to the ward. 
and it was for just a basic chest infection. Despite his condition being mild, Liam had a heart attack and his condition became so severe that he was placed on life support. By February 21st, the parents made the decision that is like literally everyone's worst nightmare. They decided to take their child off life support and he passed away. So immediately upon working, like we already have red flags of this nurse. But like, do we have red flags? Because like... I mean, to see a kid go from a basic mild chest infection to a fucking heart attack? Yeah, that's a problem. (laughs) That's not normal. I guess that is a red flag. But like, I don't know, just working there, I'm trying to imagine like, yeah, it would be a red flag, but in 1991, they probably wouldn't have done much. No. And like, even now, I mean, we did doctor death and how long did it take them to put together that there was a fucking problem and that one was glaringly obvious this one like it's gonna take a while because they do have to see like a repeat issue i mean you could be like oh that kid probably had a heart defect we didn't know about and i guess that would make sense yeah and i feel like they should try harder if like things go from like mild to like really bad yeah like do a fucking autopsy are you kidding me mm-hmm. although i think it does cost the family to be fair which fucking is so ridiculous. Like, you guys you guys make enough money. My son came in here with a fucking chest infection and died. And then you would have to pay the autopsy, which is wild. Yeah, no. Well, then again, I say this, but this was this is in Britain. Like, do they pay for that? I have no idea, actually. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, this is America. We pay for everything. I don't think. Yeah, my bad. We have we have a very Sorry, American yeah, perspective. Yeah, we have to pay for everything here. <laughs> I think they have free shit. Yeah, it's bad. Like, so I honestly, I don't know when that started either. So I have no idea how expensive this would have been. But here in America, you'd be like fucked if your kid just like died. You'd be like drowning in bills. Mm-hmm. On March 1st, an 11 year old boy named Timothy Hardwick was admitted after having a seizure. He had cerebral palsy. And while his condition was a little more serious upon admittance, I think it's important to remember that this isn't like a hospital. These children are there to get better and go home. Yet, he passed away shortly after his admittance to being cared for by Beverly. It feels weird. It feels that, weird. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> if, yes, it feels weird that, like, even after the first, probably the second one, if I was, like, the doctor, had doctor person, I'd be like, mm, something's not right here. Because if somebody comes in and they get more fucking sick while they're there... Like, something's happening. Yeah, and it's like every time Beverly's in the room, like, okay, either you're a fucking bad omen or you're, like, a murderer. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, and it's probably the second one. (laughs) Right. Like, we're gonna lean towards that. (laughs) Only three days later, Kaylee Desmond was admitted with a standard chest infection. Despite her mild condition, she had a heart attack, just like Liam, and was quickly moved to the hospital for emergency care. This time, the emergency staff noticed something very strange about Kaylee's condition. She actually had a mark that looked like a needle had entered her underarm, and they were able to see that there was an air bubble that caused the episode of car cardiac arrest. I mean, that's great that they noticed. Yeah, like, I love how they notice it, but, like, they don't do anything about it for, like, ever. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, nothing happens with that info. (laughs) Nothing happens. 
are just like, that's a little suspicious. And then they just like do nothing. Oh, I was starting to get hopeful, but thank you for shattering it. Like, I feel like after three deaths in like a same way, and then you see that, you should be like, maybe we should do an investigation. See, now I'm pissed off because like you literally notice. Like, just like, don't come to this fucking ward. I mean. Yeah. And now it's like a second chest infection. Like, don't fucking bring your kids here, I guess. By March 20th, a five-month-old was admitted for another chest infection, which, I mean, seems like a popular ailment for children. Beverly had switched up her tactics at this point, and we know this because this unnamed child went into a near comatose state before they noticed the child's insulin levels were dangerously high. Now, I couldn't find if the parents, like, chose to move the child to a different hospital or if the ward was, like, catching on that something was suspicious and moved them. But what I do know is that the child immediately improved upon being moved to another location away from Beverly and made a full recovery. We all fucking know the hospital probably didn't do shit and it was the parents. Yeah, it was probably the parents because hospitals are fucking trash. Mm-hmm. Literally a single day later... Another child was admitted. Bradley Gibson only had pneumonia, but he quickly suffered two bouts of cardiac arrest, and it was found that his insulin was, like, through the fucking roof. I'd like to think that the hospital had caught on and transferred the child quickly, where he, too, made a full recovery almost immediately. On the same exact day, another child was admitted after he suffered a fall. Out of nowhere, his oxygen suddenly dropped, and he was immediately transferred out of Beverly's care. Once again... This did the trick, and the child made a complete recovery. So are they thinking, like, there's, like, a fucking magical veil that, like, these kids just have heart attacks in the hospital and they just need to move them? Like, come on, people. Right, like, do you think it's a curse or are we going to investigate this? Like, come on. Yeah, Jesus Christ. It's so fucking ridiculous. Somehow, we still have not connected a fucking the fucking dots because Beverly is still taking the lives of the children she is trusted with helping. On April 1st, a two-month-old baby was admitted with gastroenteritis, a very manageable condition, but because of where she was admitted, her life was cut so short. Becky Phillips passed away after two grueling days because of an insulin overdose. Literally the day after Becky's death, her twin sister Kay was admitted as a precautionary measure. The staff wanted to look over Kay and ensure she wouldn't meet the same fate as her beloved twin sister. Little did the mother know that this precautionary act would change her life forever, yet again. Kate quickly had an epnic episode, which we now know were caused by an insulin overdose. Thankfully, this child was not ripped away from her mother as Becky had been. However, she left the hospital severely disabled. By the time Kate was discharged, she had suffered brain damage that was so bad, it had caused partial paralysis and blindness. Oh, man. I don't know. I would like to say, like, if I were these parents, but I just really don't know what I would do. The, like, worst part is that Beverly was, like, so personable with, like, parents and shit that they didn't even, like, think that it was her. The parents of the two twins actually felt that Beverly had given their children such exceptional care that they actually asked Beverly if she would be Kate's godmother. No! Oh my god. And I mean, at the time, they had no reason to suspect Beverly and just thought that this was, like, some kind of health issue that their children had and that she was like literally doing everything she could for their children. And we have to re- 
remember that, like, people with Munchausen by proxy, they know they're doing shit wrong. Yeah, like, they're well aware of, like, what they're doing, so they're going to be, like, super nice to the family and try to get away with it. Yeah, and not only that, like, I can't feel bad for this woman. No, and, like, we know that they're, like, really good at lying. Like, look at Hope Yabara, who literally convinced a fucking place that she had a PhD in fucking science and was, like, doing science shit for, like, years. It's just the hospital failed so fucking bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad, dude. Um, On April 22nd, a 15-month-old child named Claire was admitted because of an asthma attack. As soon as she was placed in Beverly's care, she had a heart attack. Thankfully, they were able to reschedule. Wow, reschedule. (laughs) It's not not the right word. (laughs) Good God. Thankfully, they were able to resuscitate the child, but it wasn't enough to simply bring her back to life because they left the child alone with Beverly. Claire had a second heart attack and passed away. What the fuck? Claire, I apologize that everyone failed you. Yeah, right? It was only after Claire's death that the hospital staff really started recognizing the very clear pattern. Too many young patients were going into cardiac arrest in their care. It was suspicious, and I mean, it didn't make any real sense unless someone was tampering with their care. The police were called, and an an official investigation began. Investigators found that all these cardiac events happened after Beverly was left alone with the children, and she was the only staff member who had been with each victim. She also had access to all the drugs that had been used to induce cardiac events. Beverly was immediately arrested and on February 15th of 1993, Beverly Allen was charged with four counts of murder, 11 counts of attempted murder, and 11 counts of grievous bodily harm. She was given 13 life sentences, which I didn't even realize this was like a thing. You'd think life would cover like one full life, but I guess it doesn't. (laughs) She was actually given a minimum of 30 years and at the time, this was the highest minimum ever given to any woman. Like, not sure this is how we want to do feminism, but breaking the glass ceiling, I guess. But, like, 30 years is... Like, she's ready to get out, like, right now. Yeah, she actually was, like, ready to be released in 2021. Was she? I don't know if she was released. I couldn't find shit about it. So, I mean, she very well could be out there being all munchy and stuff. Well, it's just, like, in my experience, which is zero, I don't think people with Munchausen get better. I mean, they can go to therapy and shit, but... Yeah, I don't think there's ever been a successful case where that behavior improves, unfortunately. Like, Munchausen by proxy is not something that's very common in the first place, so I really don't think there's enough research to even try to assess and fix their issues. So I guess moral of the fucking story is watch your children about around Beverly, but she's scheduled to get out. Yeah, right? (laughs) Fucking Beverly. I know that, like, other countries' prison system is a lot better. Like, I know that she went to get mental health care for that time. Oh, man, I keep forgetting she's from Britain. Yeah, so, like, they actually get, like, help, unlike in America. Uh, So, I don't know, maybe she is doing better, and I hope that she is. Like, obviously, I think that anybody that goes to prison genuinely should get, like, mental health care because they might be able to be reintegrated into society. Obviously, there are cases like this where... I'm like, you're probably never going to (laughs) improve. Like, this person's a really bad person. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if serial killers can, like, be reintegrated safely ever, in my opinion. But I still think they deserve mental health care, even if they should be in prison the rest of their lives. I don't know. To be honest, 
um, this is a hot take. I feel like there should be like a list of serial killers. Like there is like sex offenders. Cause I would want to know. Yeah, I feel like if you're gonna release a literal serial killer, like you should probably alert the public better. Like you're not wrong. Like we take way we obviously should be taking care with sexual assault. But like I'm just saying, like I agree with you, there should be a list of serial killers. I mean, even if it was just one kill kill though, I feel like like you still killed somebody. Yeah, you're not wrong. Like we should definitely be keeping tabs whether you've killed one or three or more people. <laughs> Cause serial killers are just like more than three. Unless it was like an accident, then like Yeah, I I have a hard time understanding the com the concept of like manslaughter when it's accidental. Like, why are we charging for that? <laughs> we should not be treating this like um, fucking a game. There's too many levels of like murder, manslaughter and shit. Yeah, like either you murdered somebody or you didn't like straight up. I know life isn't that black and white, but. But like if I accidentally hit you because you're wearing all black and shit and I have to go to prison. Like that's crazy. Dude, stop. I think about that all the time because like when we were in Grand Rapids, people did that. I know. Like what were they doing? <laughs> and they still do, and they're getting worse. Like, they would be in all black, and they would just shoot across that street like they did not want to live in traffic. Like and then they think you're the problem when you're trying to stop for them. Like, no, because if you jump out in my way, like, I was yelled at by a homeless guy the other day because stop. I stopped. He was in the middle of the road trying to cross, and I stopped for him. What? He was like, bitch, move. And I'm like, okay, first of all, bitch, I'm not going to move until you leave because I am not going to hit you and go to prison. <laughs> like, he was just like, run me over, man. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, moving back to the story. So, were they sued? Do you know the hospital? Because they should be. I have no idea. So, the problem with Munchausen by proxy cases is that they always involve minors. And I'm actually surprised I could find names for a majority of the victims because they're usually, like, private. They usually don't release them when they're that young. There's not a lot of info you can pull from these cases, usually. That's a struggle to even find what I do. It's probably a difference between, like, if the their survivors... Well, and I think it's up to the parents, too. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so I'm sorry for all these children. Yeah, this, this is probably, like, the wildest, like, Munchausen by proxy case I've found so far because, like, we don't usually see them be serial killers. <laughs> like, they're usually just doing it to their children. It's not like they found a way to kill, like, a shit ton of people. <laughs> but Beverly did it, man. I guess, like... I'm glad she never had children, right? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good thing. But man, it's like hard. I'm sure it's hard for those families to trust any medical professional ever again. Not that they're easy to trust to begin with anymore, but... I don't know what happens over there, but I'm hoping that this, like, made everyone open their eyes. Oh, I'm sure. Other countries are so much better about regulating medical care than we are. Like, it's insane. So, I mean, I'm hopeful, but I also don't live there and I don't know, so. Tell us, people. Yeah. How's your healthcare over there, guys? Is it great? Is it bad? I don't know. I mean, it has to be better than here. I mean, statistically speaking, it definitely is. We have, like, some of the worst healthcare. Like, our mortality rates are so bad. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. See you later. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.